0: He's been a good God, and he will keep his promises forever and ever. Amen. Let's just bow our heads as we pray. Father, we just want to thank you again for this awesome evening we're having in your presence. We thank you for that which you have wrought and done in our lives today. Lord, even as we come before you to feast at your table, to hear from you, Lord, may that you will nourish our heart, feed us with your word, and let everyone that hear your word this evening to be uplifted and, and elevated to a new platform in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord God, I'm just a channel of your word. Lord, speak through me and let your people be blessed. For in Jesus Christ's name I have prayed amen so can we just put up the the word yeah Isaiah fifty verse four can we can you stand with me as we just say this prophetic word and a uh, word of uh, wisdom can we go the Lord God has given me the tongue of the land that I should who is weary. He awakens me money by money. He awakens my ears to hear as the Lord. The Lord has opened my ears. I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away from it. Amen. My sister, prayer is that God will keep opening our ears to hear Him. And we should hear the sound word of the Lord. So I quickly, uh, I want to continue from where I stopped last time. Uh the believer status that is the upgrade of the cross Uh, our text was taken from ephesians chapter 1 verse 15 to 18 and paul was talking to the brethren uh, the brethren at ephesus he said i have not stopped thanking god for you i pray for you constantly Asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in the knowledge of him. That you might grow in the knowledge of him. So, I remember I talked about this a little bit. Talking about insight. Insight is the understanding which you get from the word of God. So, we actually talked, I, I'm going to stop there because of time. We actually looked at three, no, we looked at two of the believer status. I talked about, one, that you are a new creature in Christ. Uh, I also said that God did not renovate or repair a believer. He actually made us new when we give our life to christ he said if any man be in christ he is a new creature and the greek word was palage- pal- palagenesia which means to bring you back to the original state where you were that was the genesis as what we talk about the creation that was the first adamic nature before the falling nature of adam okay so I'm trying to make sure that that Adamic nature is well specified. <laughs> so then, secondly, we talked about you are justified. And I remember saying that every child of God has been forgiven, has been pardoned, and his sin has been cleansed. And it goes beyond being pardoned. Pardoned is someone that sinned and then uh, you just let him go, okay, I... I, I, I I forgive you, but I still remember. And then, if you look at the legal term, a pardon Percy is it, the, the, the stuff that he did is still written against him, kind of. And then you can always refer to it. Oh, he did this last time. I was listening to news somehow, uh, some, uh, news on 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 Monday, and they were talking about one of the appointees of the president, and they actually brought some things she did. I said, "Wow, that was when she was like in her co- uh, during her college days." I said men cannot forget some things so but god when he forgives he actually it's not because he he cannot remember he decides to forget to blot it out he said he blot away what he blotted all the written ordinances that were written against us and how did he do that through the blood of christ so you are not pardoned you are actually justified and when he sees you he doesn't see the, the the you that used to be actually when he sees you even when you are standing before him he sees christ that is what justification is all about so when the devil is trying to accuse you you tell him refer him to the cross And the cross is a representation of what Christ has done. So that is one of the knowledge we need to have about our status in Christ. Because the devil will definitely and continually bring your past before you. He's the accuser of the virgin. So one of the things you just do, hey, the cross. And once you say that, you have shut him up. Because there is nothing he can do about the cross. The cross is a final deed. It cannot be reversed. And nothing can change what the Lord Jesus has done for us. Amen. So, that is the insight we need to get about our inheritance. And also, God also qualifies us. You know, sometimes, uh, this is one of the things I, I used to tell myself, you know, when I'm asked to do something, especially in... In church, I tell myself, I'm not qualified for this. I, when you look, I'm not talking about physical qualification. I'm not talking about the, 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 the degrees which you have. No, I'm talking about, oh, my, spiritual, my spirituality is not that high. It's met for people in the church. I don't want to mention it. So. But this is one thing I got from the scripture. And whenever I see that scripture, I tell myself, I am qualified is not because of what I have done. If you go, if you go to Colossians chapter one, verse twelve, it said, "Giving thanks to the Father, who had qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light." Now, I want you to take this home. God doesn't call, or God do not call the qualified, he qualifies those he calls. And that is why salvation is an ongoing. We are saved, we are being saved, and we will be saved. As you are running the race, as you keep going with the race, God ge- begins to do what? Purify you, be- begins to cleanse you. That is why Jesus Christ says something. He said, you are being cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Now, it is the word that makes us to conform to the image and the likeness of God. So, as you are walking in the light, as First John said, as you begin to fellowship with other brethren, you are being cleansed. You are being qualified. Every day, you begin to receive an en- enablement. That's why, that's why Paul said that, I am the least of all brethren. He said, because of the grace of the Lord upon me, he said, I do so much more. Hello? So always say this to yourself whenever your own instinct is saying, oh, you are not good enough for this. You are not this. You are not that. Always tell, tell, tell yourself. This is not even the devil saying it. Sometimes your own instinct tells you, I can't do this. But tell yourself, God does not call the qualified, but he qualifies those who he calls. So see yourself that way. Then I'm going to go to the, sec- uh, the third one. I've talked about Justification. I'm going to try as much as possible to, to run across it, okay? And now, the third one which I'm going to talk about today is you have access. Everyone say access. Access is for you to have uh, direct contact. Entrance. You have access to the throne of God through Christ. It is not by yourself. No, if you read, uh, let's read uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 11 to 14. The New King James Version, okay. Now, it says, For remember that you, once gentle in the flesh, who were called their uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision made by flesh or by hand. Now, it says, that at the time you were without Christ being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. What this simply means is that when you were not in Christ, the Jewish people don't see you as one that is in Christ. You were far off. You were like not even a second-hand citizen. This is the tradition of the Jewish. They don't see the Gentiles as Rehumans. If you go read the, uh, the Levit- uh, Leviticus and some other the tyrannum, you're going to see some of the things that the law actually said about the Gentiles. Now, I, I, read, I read something some, some few years ago uh, when I was in a Bible school. They, they, I saw the article we reading about the uh, the traditions of of the uh, of the Jewish people. Now this one actually caught my, my attention. He said, "The average Jewish people, when they wake up in the morning, this is, what they, this is the kind of prayer they pray. You know they recite some prayers, and this is the paramount one. they always say, "That is the May, Jewish." So first of all, we thank God that God, I thank you that I'm not a Gentile." Then the second prayer I don't know ladies don't take it bad, but that was the Old Testament. He said, and they will pray that they are not women or a woman. Then the last one, they are not leprous. Those are the three things the may Jew we thank God for. He's not gentle, he's not a woman, he is not uh, uh, he's not leprous. Because those people they don't have access. There is an extent to which those people can get into so, now, let's continue with our reading. Now, he said you were strangers and uh, aliens to Israel, and st- you were strangers to what? The covenant. So, it was only the men that actually had a, a level of, of, of covenant relationship. It's like they were the ones that got closer to God. After the, the priest and the, the high priest, you know, that was how it was. You have the high priest, you have the priest, you have the Levites, and then the men. Aside that, The women, they had no access. They have to stay far away in the court. They have about three courts. So, they have the Gentile courts. I wanted to give the the image, but I couldn't print it out. Then they have the courts where the women stay. Then they now have the courts of the men. So, the, the, the other ones were really far behind. Then the worst state you can ever be is to be a leprous one. You don't even come into the city. You stay outside the city. You remember the story of the, of the, uh, of the leprous people that actually God used to deliver the people. They were outside the city. Even those that Jesus Christ actually uh, healed, they were outside the city because they need to show themselves to the priest before they can get in, that they are really cleansed and healed. So this, being in a leprous, a leprous state was the worst condition you can ever be as a man or an Israelite. So, now, those things actually were the petition. If you read on, you're going to see that he said, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ you are, sorry, now in Christ, who once were far off have been brought nigh by the blood of Christ, we were so far off. We were the Gentiles that were in the outer court. We don't even have access to the Holy of Holies. We don't even know what the, the priests are saying. We don't even know. Have a clue. Now, when I read this stuff, I, I discovered that it was like someone would tell. Oh, this is they would tell the women, the men would tell him. He said this. Okay, this is what the priest said. Okay, then someone would be somewhere to tell the Gentiles what. So it was like. A transfer of what? Information. So you don't have the direct access to what the priest is saying. So, but the men, they were so close to the priest, they could hear actually what God was saying through the priest to them. So they saw themselves as the people who were in vogue, that were really close to God. And so they saw the Gentiles, you're so far off, you are really in the outer court. So you are less than a second class citizen. So, but now, he said, you have been brought nigh by the blood. Every one of us, there is nothing that can separate us from the presence. Now, so many people, they are still looking for intermediaries. Oh, you go tell God for me. Oh, you pray for me. It's still something, a cliche that is saying in the church. Oh, pa- I'm not saying that it is wrong for you to call pastor to pray for you. But there is an access that has been given, given to us through the blood of Christ that makes us have a relationship that we can call God our personal our father, which is our Father. I, I tried to, I, I, I did a little bit of study some time ago to look at which of the Jewish people that could call God Abba Father. It was really rare. In the Old Testament, they they cannot, it it is, even to say the word Yahweh. There is this amount of holiness you need to see in yourself because you can can pronounce that word Yahweh. And some of them, they still do that today. They say, that name is too awesome, it's too holy, you can't just say it if if you haven't purified yourself. But today we don't have to go through those rudiments. There is an entrance. There is a way. He said the middle wall of petition has been broken. Those middle wall of petition is not the way of the temple. It is just Gentile court that separate the men from the women, that separates the the Gentile from from the Jew. He said God, Jesus Christ actually broke them up through. His sacrifice through the blood so that you and I can have access, direct access. You don't need to go somewhere. You don't need to travel to the far east to go to the temple. In your own room, you can have your own time and you have direct access to Him. Even when you feel so low. I believe God used us even at the point of of our vulnerability when we are solo, there are so many times when I don't even feel like praying and I begin to speak in tongue and that is when I'm having even a kind of closer touch with God because of the access. I always tell God, I know you're here right now. Even if I don't sense it, I know you are closer than my skin. Yeah. So we need to have that mentality that we have access to the throne of God. Just like a son, we have access to his father. My son can run into my room any time, any day. But someone else cannot do that. Sometimes he doesn't even need to knock. Hey, you didn't knock. But before I would send him out, he's already in. That is the kind of access we have with our Lord Jesus Christ. And that is the access we have with God. Hallelujah. Now, what kind of access do we have? Let's let's read... uh, Ephesians chapter three verse thirteen. Ephesians three verse thirteen. It says, "Therefore, I ask that you do not lose heart by tribulation for which is sorry." I think that's the wrong one. Uh, can we uh, Hebrews chapter four verse sixteen? Sorry, Hebrews four sixteen. Yeah, it says, let, "Let us come boldly to the throne of grace." That we might obtain mercy and find grace to help in times of need. Come boldly. The access that you have is on the platform of grace. So, now, it is that grace that actually takes away those things that will make you feel uncomfortable, unqualified to come towards the throne of grace. Now, whenever you're coming down there and the enemy is trying, the enemy cannot even stop you when you are going to your father at that time because you are standing on a platform that is unreachable to him. And when he's trying to talk some things into your mind, tell him, I'm assessing this throne based on grace. A preacher, most preachers who use this acronym, said, uh, they said the acronym for for grace is... uh, God's riches are the expense of Christ. So just tell them, God has paid for it, Christ has paid for it. I don't need to do anything about it. I am stand, standing on that platform so I can come, not arrogantly, but boldly. There is a difference between, b- between those two things. You are not arrogant about it, but you are bold. You have a confidence, and your confidence is in the work of Christ. Everything we're talking about is through Christ, through the work of the finished work of the cross which is a done deed. so on that platform when you when you have this on your head and you have this in your mind it is in your spirit and then you are going to god and the devil is saying some things your feelings are saying some things even your friends are telling you oh who told you that you can actually assess god yes i can because the scripture said that i didn't say it the bible said it and that's what the bible says That's why I love Billy Graham so much. Whenever I'm listening to him, he always said, and the Scripture said, and the Bible said, it is not Matt said, it is not Billy Graham said, it is not Donat said, it is not Pastor Goodluck said, it is what God said. I am standing on grace. You need to believe it, know it, and walk through it. Amen. So grace is the platform that gives us the uh, is the platform on which we stand to gain access to God. Now. Number four, access leads to something, which is, you are seated in heavenly places. Amen. Number four, we are seated in heavenly places. So, I I, I always say this, and I I say it jokingly, which is not not really a joke, it's reality. I tell them I, I, I have a dual citizenship even right now it was like a triple citizenship (laughs) right now first of all i am a citizen of heaven now we now belong to the commonwealth of heaven if you go to uh ephesians chapter 2 if you if you read that of 18 and 19 it's going to tell you that you now have what you are you, you are now the commonwealth of heaven a citizen so you have dual citizenship Even though you are the citizen of heaven, you are first and foremost. The very day you gave, you gave your life to Christ, you became a citizen of heaven. You are seated with Christ, and you are also seated in Christ. And that place is not a situation, because if you are looking at it as a situation, you are still very, very, very much on earth. Your situation is where you are sitting right now. is a place of is a position know that it is your position in christ and what is that position the implication is that you are in the place of of authority that is what in heavenly places in the right hand of god that is where jesus christ is seated right now now if you read ephesians chapter 2 verse can we read that quickly Now, we're going to talk about where Christ is and where you are. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 2. It said, And God raised us up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So, right now, my position is in Christ. And now, where is God? What what is the position of Jesus? Now, if you go to Ephesians chapter 1, 2 to 21 ephesians 1 2 to 20 sorry ephesians chapter 1 20 and 21 sorry which he walked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and now he's what seated he has seated him at the right hand in heavenly places so now you are in Christ and Christ is seated In the heavenly places with God. And he said specifically, the right hand, which is the place of what? Authority. So I want to put before you today that you are not a Christian that is powerless. You are not a Christian that anyone can just tore or move around. You are in a place of authority. And so the devil is aware of it and what he tries to do is to talk you away. Or talk you out of that position. So know this that you are seated in Christ. Christ is with God, and you are in, in God. Now, remember what Christ did when he, the, the prayer he prayed when he was at uh, Gethsemane. Let's go to uh, John chapter seventeen, verse twenty-two. John seventeen twenty-two. He said that they may be one. As you, let me take, take that again, he said, That they all may be one, as you, Father, are in me. They all, that is we, will be one, just as the Father and Jesus are what? One. And he said, and in you, that they also may be one in us. That was the intent of the death of God. Oh, sorry, of Jesus. Actually, that was God actually in human flesh dying for us. So, that they may be in us and they will have access and be seated in the same place where I am right now. What am I trying to bring out? Don't see yourself to be vulnerable. You are a person of authority. It's not about your status. It's not on earth. It's not about your height. It's not about... What you have acquired is about who is in you and who you are in. He has prayed this prayer for you before he even died. He said, this is my intention, that they would be in me and I in them and they will be in a place of authority. That's why I told them, said, you will tread upon snake and scorpion. It's a place of authority. You will speak to them. That was what the seven sons of Sceva tried to do. But they didn't have that relationship. There was no access. And you know what? They told him, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. What he was actually telling them is that these people, I know that they are in Christ. They have a relationship with Christ. Who are you? Where are you speaking from? From what authority? From what position are you talking from? So instead, I'm going to demonstrate my own authority over you, and which he did, and he ran in several places instead of the demon doing that. So know, when you are talking, have this consciousness. When you are praying, have this consciousness that you can move mountains. Have this consciousness that what you are saying is being affected. It doesn't matter how long it takes. You need to keep pressing forward. You need to keep pushing that because you have a force. There is a dynamis inside of you that can affect change in your life and in your community. And I keep speaking to my situation. I keep saying the word of God, not my word. You have authority. And then lastly, the place of, of, of being seated in, in, in the heavenly places, heavenly places is also a legal position. Let me tell you something. You have the legal right to stand as God. To stand in his stead. You are a son. Just like a heir has a legal right to speak for his father. If he's been given that legal right anyways. But I think every heir has that right. That's why the king's son can actually do some things on the behalf of his father. That is the same thing which God has given you that legal standing. To speak for him. You are a voice in this generation. Don't let situation talk you down. I'm going to end with this. Now, this is what, when I read, uh, did a study of the prodigal son, this is the difference between those two sons. The prodigal son was kind of wayward, as we all know. But he knew one thing he knew something about his, his right. That was why he called for his, uh, for his own right. Give me my portion of my inheritance. He asked for it. Even though it was not time, he asked for it, and the father gave it to him. The father did not object to it. Definitely, the father is supposed to probably pass on and read the will be read, and then okay, this is yours. Actually, I believe he's not even from what was said, he's not even the elder the son. But he knew one thing I got from that is that he knew his place in the father's house. He knew what was rightly but like the other son he didn't know he was just walking he he was more like he was a lawyer son that did not know his position that was why he could even say I'm not coming into the house and he made a statement to his father and I learned something from it it is a principle he said I have been serving you all these years you have not even killed even the smallest calf for me What did the father say to him? He said, Everything, everything that I have is yours. But did he ask for it? He never did. He was such a loyal son. There are so many things you can take from that story, but that is one thing I took. Now, the Bible says something. It said, The prodigal son, the other son, actually realized. There's a position he can actually occupy. And he said, it's not that position of his son, but the position of his servant. But Jesus Christ told us something. He said, I I no longer call you servant. He said, I call you what? Friends. You are the son. And when he came as a servant, what happened? The father gave him what? An upgrade. Principle. Know who you are. Whatsoever the prodigal son did was based on the knowledge of who he is. No matter where you are, no matter what you have done, don't ever say that the the grace of God is too far from reach. You are a son, he loves you. Know that position, know your inheritance, walk in your inheritance. Sometimes the devil wants to just play you around. Come back like the prodigal son. I said, my, my father's servant will not suffer the way I am. You cannot be suffering. You need to attach yourself. You need to cling to the promises, the inheritance that are inherent in the death of Christ. And you will begin to walk in the newness of life. And you're going to begin to, you you begin to, 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 to walk in... In victory, like what we always say here, we are not fighting for victory. We are, not fight, we are fighting from what the place of what? Victory. Some of us, we haven't gotten it. It's a word we always say, but are we really walking in victory? That is the difference between some of us. Some of us are high there, Why some of us are low here. It is the knowledge of what we have concerning the scriptures we always say this the scriptures will not make any impact in your life if it's still lying in the pages of the scripture of the bible not until it comes in here and you begin to regurgitate you begin to chew it and then you begin to realize who you really are in christ i just want us to know that there are so much go search the scripture there is so much God has actually put inside the Bible that can help us to grow and live that victorious life. Know your status in Christ. You are justified. You are justified. There is therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. You have access. Just like the son of the king will go to the king, same thing, you can and your place of position is in the heavenly places of authority and legal access can we just rise on our feet we're just going to thank god for the for 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 the work of christ the redemptive work of christ and begin to declare in your own words just take this few seconds this few seconds 30 seconds or so to just thank god for your place in him your position in him you are justified you 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 have access to god you are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And he has qualified you to be, to be meet for his own good pleasures. Yet, Lord, we thank you because we will walk in that, that understanding. We will walk in the knowledge of your will. Thank you, everlasting Father. We give you praise. We give you all the adoration. Thank you for your word that has gone forth. As simple as it is, let it, let, let, let it produce fruit in the lives of your people so that they will grow in you and they will walk in victory every day of your life. In Jesus Christ's name we have prayed. Amen. God bless you. Thank you very much for the time.